Hello and welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. This is your host, Chloe Daniels, better known as Chloe Bear Money Coach on the internet. This is my quick tip episode where in between our longer episodes where I bring on guests or I look at Reddit stories to see what is going on the internet, I give you guys updates on my life and I also give you a quick tip that you can start implementing in your own finances. And so today we're just going to dive into my life update. I, my brilliant, <laughs> it's like we're off to a good start. <laughs> So my life update, I just got back from San Diego with my mom and I honestly feel weird about it because the entire time that I was in San Diego, it was raining. Like it was gray skies, it was raining and it was not what I felt I needed. What I was really looking forward to was like having some days of sunshine and being able to spend a lot of time outside but I couldn't really do that because it was just a rainy disaster the entire time that we were there. So I left feeling a little sad and then I feel a little bogged down with all the things that I need to catch up on when I have to catch up on all these things and I didn't get the vacation that I wanted. It's just like, I just feel overwhelmed, <laughs> you know? You know, it's all good problems. And I think that I usually do feel pretty overwhelmed the day after I get back from traveling, but I know I'll feel better next week. And then I'll be heading up to see my boyfriend next weekend, which I'm excited. Right now at this point, I like us to get to the point where we're seeing each other twice a month, but it's just hard with our schedules. So we'll see what happens. But as of now, my goal to move out to San Diego is to move probably May or June. I've been told I'm better off getting an apartment in May than June. Somebody said that in June, things start shutting down um, because people are switching out like rentals for vacation spots. So we'll see what happens. I'm gonna just keep my eye open. I'll probably go out there to apartment hunt in April and then kind of take it from there. I am not gonna lie, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous about moving across the country. I'm nervous about all the expenses that's going to entail. Then I'm also nervous about moving to a state where the taxes are so high and the expenses are so high. I mean, when I was out there, gas was like $5.60 per gallon, which is like almost $2 more than what it is here. And just everything's more expensive. So it makes me a little bit nervous. I am excited, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm going to beef up my emergency fund. I, I right now have about like a year of expenses for my current living situation, but my current living situation is very low cost because I'm not currently paying any rent and I can stay at my parents as long as I need to before I move. But that's not going to cut it when I move to San Diego. I would rather have, I think six to nine months of expenses saved for California what like costs. So that means I'm probably going to need to bump up my emergency fund to nearly double of what it is right now. So we'll see what happens, but it is overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Like this whole process of getting my life together and preparing to move to a new place that I always told myself I couldn't afford. And now it's happening. It's like, holy shit. And then on top of it, I also am in a new relationship and trying to like maintain a relationship while also planning a big move and 
running a business is hard. <laughs> the good news is that it is long distance, which makes it easier and harder in some aspects. Cause like if we lived in the same city, we could like hang out a couple times a week. We could just, it wouldn't be like this big endeavor. Whereas now it's like, we have to go visit each other and it takes up a huge chunk of our time. So it's hard and it feels a little bit overwhelming. So that's, I guess, where my headspace is right now. My headspace is I'm overwhelmed and hoping that things get a little bit easier soon. So sorry, that's not like an exciting update. I mean, I wish I had better news. It's just more San Diego was not the trip that I needed it to be. It was still fun. I'm still glad I got to take my mom out there, but it was like, we couldn't really do any of the things that I really wanted us to do. We were able to do some fun stuff. Like when it was a slightly rainy day, we went out and we saw all the seals and sea lions out in La Jolla. We went to San Diego Zoo. We saw Hotel Del Coronado and did a ghost tour out there, which my mom really enjoyed. We did a ghost tour at the Whaley House. We did a bunch of those kinds of things, which is really fun. It's just one of the main reasons that I'm moving to San Diego is because of all the outdoor activities, like the hiking and the kayaking, the beach time, all that stuff. And we really didn't get to enjoy any of that. So it'll be interesting to see how I feel when I go out there in April for an apartment like hunt. And yeah, we'll just, I'm trying to not put so much pressure on myself, but I'm not very good at that. I put a lot of pressure on myself a lot of the time and this time is no different. <laughs> so I'm trying, I need to make better time for myself. I need to better manage my time. I also just need to get better sleep. I, because I've been anxious and stressed about a lot of things that are going on in my life right now, I also haven't been sleeping as well. So I need to reprioritize those basic things so that I can continue to do what I'm doing, you know? So, huh, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I don't know. How are you guys doing? Tell me if you're listening to this, tell me how is your 2023 starting off? Send me a message on Instagram at Clobear Money Coach or the Money Bear. I'll get back to you faster if it's on Clobear Money Coach, likely. But yeah, so, oh, what a bundle of joy I am today. <laughs> All right. So this week's money tip, I want to talk about something that we don't talk about a ton on this podcast. I want to talk about debt. So some of you, maybe your goals this year in 2023 is to start paying off debt. And I want to tell you about kind of the two options that you have when tackling a large amount of debt. That is the debt avalanche or the debt snowball. So if you are preparing to start paying off debt, the two options you have are, I'm just repeating myself, the debt snowball or the debt avalanche. The debt snowball is one that we probably talked a little about a little bit more, but you're focusing on taking the smallest debt you have and putting all your extra resources on that debt until it's paid off. And then everything that you were putting on that small debt, you're going to start putting it onto the next, next size debt. So essentially how you would do that is you would first need to organize your debt. You would need to be like, all right, I have a small loan for $1,000. It's at a 10% interest rate. I've got a small debt for $5,000. It's at a 4% interest rate. I've got another debt for $20,000 and that's a 15% interest rate. What you would do is you would organize it by the smallest amount of debt all the way up to the largest amount of debt. And you would start working on that smallest amount of debt first so that you can 
get that psychological win of woohoo, I paid off that debt. Now let me move on to the next piece of debt that I have. So the reason that this works for a lot of folks is that you get those small psychological wins as you go. Sometimes when we're looking at our debt, it can feel like this huge monstrosity of a thing and it's scary and it's overwhelming. And we feel like, how are we ever going to pay that off? And if we don't set up, we talked about this in last week's or two weeks ago, the goal setting episode, if we don't set up these little wins along the way for us to really be excited about the fact that we are making progress in our debt payoff goals, it's going to be really hard to stick to the plan. But when you're attacking your debt from the literal built-in milestones of paying off these small debts first, ignoring the interest rates, not worrying about those, you're going to feel those psychological wins. It's going to encourage you to keep going and you're probably going to be a little bit more successful at it. So from a psychological standpoint, the snowball method may be what's right for you if you need those small wins to keep going. Now, the other option is when you're organizing your debt, you could attempt the debt avalanche. If you are a math person, if you're somebody who likes doing the smartest way or the most efficient way in terms of spending the less on interest, then the debt avalanche might be the best for you because instead of organizing it by the size of the debt, we're actually going to be organizing it by the interest rates. So when you're pulling out that spreadsheet, and that's kind of the first step in paying off debt, no matter whether you're doing the debt snowball or the debt avalanche, is you're going to want to organize your debt into a spreadsheet or a sheet of paper that lists all of your debt and the interest rates, as well as the monthly payments. Now, the debt avalanche, instead of going after that smallest debt, you're going to tackle the highest interest rate first. So going back to our previous example, let's say you have $1,000 of debt, a loan that's at 10%. Then let's say you have a $40,000 loan that's at 20%. And then let's say you have a $10,000 loan that's at 15%. The way you would organize that would be you'd pay off that $40,000 loan off first because 20% interest rate is going to be a lot. You're going to want to pay that off first. So you're paying the least amount of interest. Then when you pay off that $40,000 loan, which may take you years, you're going to move on to the next debt, which is in this case that I think we said the $20,000 debt at a 15% interest rate. And then you'll move on to the $1,000 of debt at a 10% interest rate. Doing this makes the most mathematical sense because you're essentially making sure that you're going to be paying the least amount in interest by tackling the highest interest rate first. Now, whether you use that approach or whether you use the snowball, you're going to want to make sure that you're picking a method that works best for you. So for a lot of people, they need those little psychological wins. They need to know that they're making progress and that it feels good. So they go with the snowball method. But some people would much rather focus on what is the smartest move here? What is the most mathematically makes sense mode for me to do? I don't care about those wins. You can set up those, you know, those kind of manufactured wins where, yeah, you don't have this win of paying off this particular loan, but you could say, oh, I'm going to celebrate when I pay off $5,000. Then I'm going to celebrate again when I pay off $10,000. So you can kind of have those mental manufactured wins, but it's not as easily set up as those like mini psychological wins, but that is an option as well. So 
What I want to emphasize is that in both of these options, you are still paying the minimums on all of your debt. So even if you're prioritizing that $1,000 debt, that doesn't mean you're going to stop paying the minimums and throw all of your money onto that $1,000 loan. Instead, you're going to pay the minimums on your other debt and then any extra income you have, make a goal to put a certain amount on that debt every month. Maybe you look at your numbers and you're like, you know what? I have $200 extra in addition to my minimums that I need to put somewhere. I'm going to choose to either put that on the highest interest rate or on the smallest debt first. So we're always paying our minimums. Keep it minimums. Keep that in mind. The other thing that I want to talk about when it comes to paying off debt is how to balance those competing priorities. So many of us, all of us, really, we have competing priorities when it comes to managing our finances. Some of you might be saving for an emergency fund, paying off debt, and trying to invest all at the same time. That's three things. How do you know which one to prioritize first? And what I'll tell you is the frustrating answer is it depends. The reason it depends is because it depends on your situation. It depends on your income. It depends on what kind of debt we're working with. It depends on what kind of interest rates we're working with. It even depends on your living situation. If you have two incomes in the household, if you have one income in the household and things along those lines. But in a very general sense, most of the time I recommend really focusing on that emergency fund first. Now that doesn't mean that you stop all other goals. It doesn't have to be that black and white. But maybe, let's say you have $200 a month to dedicate between these three goals, extra on debt, investing, and saving for your emergency fund. You might put the majority of that into the emergency fund. So if it's $200, maybe you'll put $150 into your emergency fund, and then you'll split the $50 left over between investing and paying off your debt. Or maybe you'll do $100 to your emergency fund fund every month, and then you'll split $100 between extra on debt and investing. It really depends on you as a person. Now, let's say you're like, nah, Chloe, I think I could save up my emergency fund in six months, and I'm going to stop paying any extra on my debt, and I'm not going to invest for six months. That's not a big issue. If you're only pausing your other goals for a few months, that's probably not going to have a huge long-term impact on your overall finances. However, the issue happens when we go super black and white. And we're like, I'm only going to pay off my debt or I'm only going to invest or I'm only going to save for emergency fund and I'm going to pause over those things. The issue is when that turns into years, especially when it comes to investing. So many of us do exactly that where we're like, you know what? I'm going to pause investing until I'm debt free. I said that for a really long time. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to worry about the investing. The investing scary. I don't want to do that anyway. Well, unfortunately, that can have a huge impact on your long-term goals. So think about it this way. Let's say I'm pulling up the compound interest calculator. Let's say that if you've got all your minimums paid and you have an extra $500 a month to divide either between investing or paying off debt, well, let's look at what happens if you decide, okay, I'm going to pay off all of my debt and I'm only going to focus on that. Let's say that $500 extra on your debt every month, maybe it takes three years to pay off your debt. So you wait to invest for three years. Let's say in both scenarios, we only have a 30 year time frame. okay? The paying off debt timeframe, we spend the first three years putting $500 a month extra on our whatever debt that we have. Then we have 27 years left to invest for retirement. So 
let's say once we start investing for our retirement, we still have that $500 a month. So we're going to put $500 into the compound interest calculator. But instead of having 30 years to invest, we only have 27 years to invest. And let's assume an 8% interest rate. Okay, let's assume we earn about 8% a year. If we put that all into the compound interest calculator, over a 27-year time frame, $500 a month could turn into about a half a million dollars over the long term. But let's look at scenario two. Let's say your interest is low on your debt and you know that it's really important to start investing early. So you decide, I'm going to just pay the minimums on my debt and instead I'm going to use that $500 a month to invest. Well, instead of only having 27 years to invest, we now have 30 years to invest. So 30 years to invest, $500 a month, that ends up giving us about $180,000 more in retirement. Now, $180,000 more may not seem like a lot, but $180,000 in real terms, like if you were pulling that money out in retirement, having an extra $180,000 in retirement could mean having an extra $7,200 a year, which is a little over $500 extra a month. $500 extra a month in retirement could be a significant amount of money. It just depends on your circumstances. So that's what I would say is that once you start looking at delaying investing for years and years at a time, even as little as two years, that can have a really big impact on your long-term financial health. So you really want to learn how to start running those numbers and understanding, okay, in this scenario, if I put this extra money on my debt, well, then I'll start investing at this age. And this is potentially what my numbers could look like. Or in this scenario, if I put $500 a month in my investments and I only put $100 on my debt, you know, playing around with those numbers is going to really help you make informed decisions. And there are tons of free calculators online to help you do that. So that's kind of my two cents. The only other thing that I would say is a lot of people also ask me, you know, Chloe, what would you prioritize? And what I would say is I would first look at the numbers. I would see what will my finances look like if I delay investing X amount of years or X amount of months. If it's months, usually it's not going to have a huge, huge impact on your overall finances. But I want to get the information first. But Honestly, the thing that I would prioritize probably the most is always going to be the emergency fund because of my own risk preference, because I'm an entrepreneur, because I know how hard it is to make good business decisions when you don't have any cash on hand. That is what I personally would prioritize. And it applies in our personal life as well, whether or not you're a business owner. If you don't have any money in the bank and you've got to make some really big decisions, it's a lot easier to make those decisions when you have money in the bank. It's scary to make those decisions when you don't have options or you feel like you're backed into a corner. So that's definitely the one that I would prioritize. And then I would prioritize probably investing over debt payoff. But granted, that's from the perspective of having my debt is at a 3.54% interest rate. My debt is insignificant to me. It is not an issue when it comes to cash flow. And I'd rather be investing that money, especially because I'm still technically young. I'm 31 years old. I've got plenty of time to let that money grow in the market. Now, you could be in a very different place. You could feel so much anxiety over your debt, and you're probably going to then prioritize paying off that debt over investing right now. That's fine, but I still want you to run the numbers. I want you to make informed decisions. That is always my goal. 
So if you are trying to make more informed decisions, I highly recommend downloading my free guide. That's at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. It's going to give you more insight on how to run those numbers and how to start calculating how much money you need for retirement and all that good stuff. Um, One final note on debt is the question of should I consolidate my debt? Now, the answer is, of course, it depends. Debt consolidation, which is where essentially you put a bunch of your debt, all your little loans from here, there, or wherever, you consolidate them into one loan. And the idea is that you can also get a lower interest rate when you do that. So instead of having to worry about managing a bunch of different payments a month and all of these different interest rates and whatever times when they come out of your pocket, you're only focusing on paying off one loan. That really simplifies things. That helps people manage things a little bit easier. But here's what I want to say. This is really only an option if one, you do refinance and you get a lower interest rate on all of your debt. Two, you have really good credit. It's hard to get a better interest rate if you don't have good credit. This is why credit is important. And three, you have addressed the issues that got you into debt in the first place. The last thing we want to do is take a debt consolidation loan, pay off all of our credit cards, and then suddenly free up all of our credit cards so that we can suddenly use them. Because what happens if we didn't address any of those behaviors that got us into debt in the first place? Well, suddenly all your credit cards are free and suddenly you can spend more money. Or at least you might be thinking you could spend more money. And so you start using those credit cards again. You start throwing more things on it. And before you know it, you're another $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 in debt. You have to make sure that the behaviors that got you into the debt in the first place are addressed. Or else you could end up in a much worse situation than you were before you consolidated your loans. The thing is with consolidating your loans, freeing up those credit cards is going to be a mental shift for you. And we want to make sure that your go-to is not going to be to go back and put more money on your credit cards because we do not want you to go further into credit card debt. The debt consolidation loans really should only be used if you have a plan in place to get it paid off and you have made sure that you know what you're doing. So I hope that helps. Again, also, if you download that free Get Your Money Right guide, you will be enrolled in an email sequence that will also give you a link to a free debt reduction calculator. It's not my debt reduction calculator. It's a debt reduction calculator that already exists that I love. And I love using it for my clients. I love using it to help people run those numbers. And running those numbers is so important. So you will get that if you sign up for the Get Your Money Right guide. That is available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. So I highly recommend if you are dealing with debt to go ahead and download that. And then in, I want to say one or two days, you'll get that debt reduction calculator to get you moving on your debt-free journey. So I hope that helps. If you are wondering more about debt, there are tons more resources inside of that free guide. And because we are talking about finances on this podcast, friendly reminder that none of this is to be taken as financial advice. I don't know you. It's unfortunately a one-way relationship right now. So if you're looking for information on your own individual situation, be sure to consult with a financial professional and check out our full terms and conditions in the show notes. But that's all I got for you guys today. So hopefully next week's going to be a little less gray. I arrived back in Illinois and it's still just gray. I'm happy to be around my animals again, but we'll see what happens. I say that a lot. We'll see what happens, but that's kind of how life is, isn't it? So 
Anyway, I hope you guys are having a good start to your 2023 and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.